Welcome to Never Stop Building, where we discuss all things business, growth, and leveling up to become the most elite version of yourself. We're here to challenge fear and shatter doubt. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to uh, Never Stop Building, where we focus on never stopping building our lives, business, family, fitness. It doesn't matter. Uh, Our obsessive focus here is we're not done. Um, so look, I'm coming into this one. I'm already a little, uh, we're gonna talk about core values. Um, and really what we're going to talk about is we're gonna talk about, uh, showing up, uh, when things are tough. Um, I'm a little, uh, fired up about this one. I don't really know why nothing crazy happened. Uh, I, I have been asked a bunch recently. I have been asked a bunch of similar questions, uh, but they all have the same answer. So I was asked, hey, can you can you uh, have an episode about showing up the same way uh, when things are good as when things are bad? Um, I was interviewed on a podcast this morning and I was asked to be there to talk specifically about why core values. How did I come up? What do they do? Um, how do I find the willingness to be consistent with the conversations around them, et cetera, et cetera? get DMs all the time about it. Um, in the apex from that, the entrepreneur level coaching call. Um, but as I was talking about it, this, I, what I, here's my thing. What I found, um, in all of these questions was a bunch of similarities. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because it seems like, uh, there's this idea that these questions are different. And they're not. And so I'll start with the first one. And this was a big one. I got somebody uh, very close to me brought this up a week ago, and I spent some time really thinking about it. How do you show up the same um, when things are good and then when things are bad? And and to be clear, I'm not a huge fan of um, if everybody like and I, and I mean this and I'm not like I don't have a perfect attitude all the time. I make mistakes all the time. I get frustrated. I get overwhelmed. Um, I get confused, you know, I, I snap at my wife when I'm I'm trying to work on one thing and she wants my attention for something else. And I have to apologize later. Like I'm a human dude. I like, I still have to live a human life. I still have to ask for forgiveness. I still have to reevaluate and audit um, my attitude, and my behavior, just like everybody else. That being said, um, how do I show up the same when things are good versus bad and why I don't call them good and bad. Um, I really look at things as challenges and opportunities. I try, I, I look at them differently. Uh, cause when I label them as good or bad, um, when I label challenges as bad things, what that does in my subconscious is it tells me that those need to be avoided. So if it's a challenge and I call it bad, my subconscious says no bad. We avoid bad. We run from bad. We don't want bad. This is like basic human psychology. We, our brains are constantly chasing comfort because comfort equals safety. Okay. Um, we're mammals at heart, animals. And so there are some basic instinctual psychological and biological factors that we are fighting against when we're trying to do things and we're trying to grow, we're trying to be better. We're trying to be more and we're trying to do more and et cetera, et cetera. We try to work out multiple times a day or eat, uh, you know, to lose weight and you're hungry. Why do you feel hungry and upset and angry? You don't, your body doesn't want you to be hungry. Survival issue, like millions of years old. So anyway, um, how I show up the same is by relying on my core values. 
Okay. And I am not going to sit here and pretend um, that I embody them a hundred percent of the time because I'm not a perfect human. And I'm sorry, but anybody that says that they do, here's the thing. I was talking to somebody the other day and the truth about core values, this is how I explained it to them. I said, my core values at my businesses and in my life and in my family are my shield against myself. My core values are how I protect me from me. I am my single own worst enemy. Not feeling like doing something hard is my worst enemy. Wanting to take the easy way out is my worst enemy. I've suffered a lot. I've suffered through addiction and alcohol abuse. I've suffered through mental illness. I've suffered through not believing in myself. I've suffered through not showing up at opportunities and missing out. I've suffered through not treating my family properly and having to deal with the guilt and shame that comes from that. I've suffered. And so my defense against my own suffering is my core values. They are a set of values in which I choose to live my life by that protect me from me, that protect me and the people that I love and care about from that other version of me, the version that's afraid to win, the version that is afraid to fail, the version that doubts himself, the version that wants to escape reality through fear or other, other means to escape reality, the version who snaps at his wife when she wants to talk about something that's important to her, but I'm too self-centeredly wrapped up in doing the thing that's important to me, the version of me who doesn't put my kids on his calendar and get intentional with them. The version of me who doesn't take care of himself and weighs 300 pounds. The version of me who's addicted to drugs. There's a version of me that used to exist that couldn't even handle reality as it sits as an average person. I had to create a human that wanted to be challenged. And I fight that other version of me daily. It's a fight. I'm not delusional about the work that is required to show up in bad times in a good spirit. I'm not delusional about the work that is required to show up in great times in a good spirit, not an impulsive spirit, a compulsive. I've seen and experienced. Man, for some time, like I'd, man, we'd have, I'd have wins at the business and go blow all the profit. Well, what happens when a van breaks down? What happens when you need to hire and grow? I've cycled and I see tons of people do it too. Allowing my emotions to control my decision making instead of my value system to control my decision making. And you know, the most amazing thing about vocalizing your values to the people around you, they'll hold you accountable to them. It happens all the time now, whether it's my wife or my ops leader or sales, or it doesn't matter who it is, but there are very, very important people in my life who sometimes when I start talking 
about what I'm going to say or I'm going to do or I want to do or whether in a good or a challenging place, they'll go, hey, man, that's sort of outside of your, your core values. That's not proactive communication. My wife knows like straight up, like if I'm, if I'm like defense, if she's trying to talk to me about something that I did or didn't do, and I'm getting like defensive about it, she knows the minute she can tie it to one of the values, like I'm got, I'm got, cause I talk about it all the time. I talk about it all the time. It's a constant daily practice to live that way. But I only get the fulfillment and results internally when I do it. And so I posted the other day about my grandmother. This I posted the other day about these last couple of weeks and what's been going on. I have a 92-year-old grandmother who's put in the hospice a couple of weeks ago. My son just turned 10. My dad just turned 70. Business is growing. I took a coach and consulting position with Winrate, which is amazing. But if you were to look objectively, if I five years ago were to look objectively at what's happening in my life right now, I would not understand how I could go through all of this without living on a roller coaster. And let me tell you something I'm not saying that emotions don't happen. I'm sad every time I go and spend time with my grandmother multiple times a week. I'm one of the only people in my family that can physically lift her. And so I get called to go over there and lift her physically by hand out of bed, carry her to her wheelchair and put her in there so they can get her out of the room. Then I've got son's birthday party. He's getting older. It's amazing. I got my dad's birthday party. My wife and I threw a big lunch for the family to celebrate both. And I would never have, if the old me were to look forward at this version of me, he would not understand either. How do you do that without following the roller coaster of emotions? And it's because I can't let my emotions dictate my decision making. And I'm going to be honest with y'all, and I might, I'm just going to get real here, but the last two weeks, I got close. It was a little harder, man. Every day for the last like 10 days, it has been tough getting out of bed. It has been tough falling asleep. It has been tough hitting my two workouts a day. I have been fighting against that other version of me on a daily basis for the last two weeks because a lot's going on. And I know, I know that that dude deep down in there that wants to pull me back call it the force of average, you call it whatever you want to call it. It's there. And it uses these roller coaster and emotion moments to take you by the collar and pull you back under so that you start making decisions that fulfill that prophecy you have of yourself that you are a fucking failure. And it's only true if you allow it and create it to be true. Whatever it is I tell myself is only true if I live that way. So I can have the imposter syndrome that I'm a failure. I can have the insecurities that I'm a failure. But if I live and act like a winner, I'm going to win. I just don't know how to live and act like a winner without telling myself I'm a winner. I don't know how to live and act 
in core values without constantly talking about the values and the benefits they bring to my life and my team and my leadership and my faith and my fitness and my health. I don't know how to do this any other way without an unwavering belief in myself. And I've been on both sides of this coin. I have had severe doubt in myself. And what I did is I created a value structure that cannot be doubted. And if I turn my life over to that and I live that to the best of my ability, meaning that when I fail, I own it and I step up and I do it differently next time, I'm going to win. But if every time the wind blows and I feel a new feeling and I make a decision based on that feeling, I've already lost. I've already lost. I spent years being reactionary. My emotions were tied to my bank account. The business bank account was good. I felt great. Planned a vacation, went home, spent time with the kids, loved on my wife. Wanted to get intimate. Bank account was low. Customers were angry, had high turnover, couldn't touch me. I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be talked to. I don't want to be looked at. How dare you ask me to be home more? Don't you know what I'm doing for you? What a load of shit. That was an emotional, reactionary man. That man can't win, not for the long term. It's not a sustainable business model. It's not a sustainable life model. There's no truth to it either. Making decisions based on feelings is a dangerous game because this too shall pass. Feelings are extraordinarily temporary. We have to learn to think bigger picture. And I know that when I apply the values to my day to day in my life, and look, I know. Like these last two weeks have been tough for me. I've been struggling, you know, and, and nobody, you know, a couple people know, maybe one, maybe my wife, maybe, maybe a coach, but I've been fighting hard, dude. I've got it all done, but I ain't get it all done inside of my value structure. Ran late to a bunch of stuff. Some by a few minutes, some by a bunch that's not in my value structure. It's not okay. And what's amazing is that now today, when I live like, the ordinary reactionary person, I don't feel okay. Where almost a decade ago, I strived to be ordinary because I was dying and suffering and I couldn't even handle ordinary. Now ordinary is not good enough. I strive to be great. And so for the last couple of weeks, as I haven't been living the best version of myself, and again, I've gotten it all done, but that's an old way of thinking. It's not good enough for me to get it all done because that doesn't feel good. It's how I get it done that is important to me. And so I took the time yesterday intentionally blocked on my calendar to spend some very intentional time with loved ones this weekend and to restructure and refocus my schedule because that's what was necessary, a restructuring and a refocus. And it took me 10 days of some fighting 
to figure that out. Two years ago, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be 10 weeks down the road with a lot of wreckage. Two years before that, I'd be 10 months down the road with even more wreckage. And two years before that, who knows? Who knows who would have who would have perished in the in the fire of my decision-making destruction? When emotions are high, logic is low. And I feel them all the time. I'm a very emotional guy. Not a lot of people talk about that either. Very emotional, very sensitive. I'm in tune to other people's feelings. I like feeling good. I like making people happy. That's why I don't feel good. You know why we snap at our wives when they want our attention and we don't get, I want to give her the attention. Right? But I'm living in fear, living in fear of what happens if I don't finish this right now. Or let's take it one step further. Did I proactively communicate, which is my first core value? that I needed to do this right now. Do I even need to do this right now? Or did I just get distracted? So showing up the same way is what leaders are called to do. It is how we lead, how we build trust and how we build confidence. There is no other way. Nobody is going to hide behind a shaky house. Nobody's going to follow a leader, listen, and trust when they show up emotionally to every single thing. I'm going to talk about that. Like, you don't have to be the boss, the leader, the you're, if you want to move up and excel and do anything, you have, this is, this is the way that you have to do it. It's consistency of your decision-making and how you show up. People notice, people notice, I notice. I notice when people cannot follow the same simple instruction for more than two or three weeks. You may not think anybody notices, but everybody notices. Inconsistency is one of the single biggest red flags at every company, sports team, at any performance level, anything. Inconsistency and discipline are hold high standard above all else. And the consistency that I have in my life comes from my value structure. You know, Kobe said it, the the deal was made. And that's what the values do for me. They sign my name at the dotted line of how I want to live my life. And knowing full well that I am a human who is going to have to ask for forgiveness, who is going to make mistakes, but who will never stop standing back up after they fail at something. I need this as my protection because my brain will play some incredible tricks on me. Get some extra sleep this morning. You deserve it. You ever get some extra sleep that morning because you deserve it, but when you wake up, you feel guilty and shameful because you wanted to go to the gym. You wanted to get a run in. You wanted to read that book. You didn't deserve shit. Neither did I. You let yourself down. And every time that we do that, every time we let ourselves down, it's one more tick in the subconscious 
it makes it that much harder the next day to get back up. So how do I show up the same when things are great versus when things are really challenging? I have a really strong faith in God. And I show up for myself every day. And because I know how to show up for me, it's not a big fight to show up for you. Showing up for me is a lot harder than showing up for you. And if I show myself integrity and I show up for me, and showing up for me means just putting my kids on my calendar, means when my wife's on my calendar, I show up on time. We had a pretty important meeting recently about some family stuff. And I pushed it like an hour to do some other shit I got distracted with. And I felt horrible. That's not showing up for me. You see, I read something every day that says I'm a great husband. I will never put my wife second. I am a great parent. I am a great decision maker. Well, when you fail at those things, and then the following morning you read that statement, it hits hard. In order to be what I say I am, I need to do what I say I will. And when I do that for myself consistently, showing up for you is a breeze. And that might be a really long answer to what may have been the expectation of a really short question. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been talked, I've been talked, I have been asked a bunch recently about the same few things and I don't know, um, what the universe is trying to tell you, but I believe I've kind of figured out what it was trying to tell me. And I wanted to get gut-wrenchingly honest and transparent here. Um, I wanted to tell you the truth, the truth about struggling um, the truth about why the values are so important. You know, I, I saw, look, and I appreciate all of the, all of the ways and, and means and, and practices and worksheets. I saw a post the other day, dude was like, does anybody have a core value creation worksheet? I'm like core value creation worksheet, dude, list how you lived your life yesterday from the time you got up to the time you go to bed. There's your core values. The people that cannot figure out what they are and how to write them down aren't living by any. It's a bold statement. I'm aware. But if you're triggered by that statement, take a look at it. Are you consistent every single day in how you want and plan to live your life? Do you show up the same? Do you own when you fuck it up? Are you radically and extremely accountable for your behavior and your actions? Do you actually communicate proactively? See, the thing is, everybody wants these cool buzzwords plastered on their business wall, but nobody wants to talk about them every single Monday morning for 60 minutes. Nobody wants, to hold, nobody wants their team to hold them accountable to following their own core values. Nobody wants their wife to be able to hold them accountable when they fail at their own value structure. You see, I do. I want all of those things because that's going to create distance between me and everybody else on this racetrack. 
I will continue to hold myself to a higher standard by surrounding myself with people who hold me to that same standard. Everybody wants the buzzwords and the vinyl printouts. Nobody wants to do the work. Can you show up and do the work? We didn't have a company meeting this week at the renovation business. We were closed Monday for Memorial Day. We rolled right into Tuesday. We agreed as a team we would not hold the meeting because we lost a day in our week. I hopped on video, recorded a five-minute video about core values, why they're important, touched on a specific one, and sent it out to the team with a very deliberate instruction in the last 10 seconds of the video. So I don't know if anybody watched it or not. But I sent that to our giant team channel, told them they had to watch it by 7 p.m., meaning we may not have hold we may not have held the meeting but that doesn't mean we can't be flexible and adaptable and we touched on the values anyway cuz we do it every week can you do it every week i believe that you can i believe that as i continue to practice this in my life you can continue to practice this in your life and i believe that if we do this regularly And we really lock in on this idea of never stopping building who we are. We will make this world a better place. And it will not be easy. And you will have to hear about yourself from people that hold you to the standard that you claimed you wanted to be held to. And you will have to make changes and adjustments and step up. But the fulfillment on the other side of that, for me today, is that I get to go and pick my grandmother up out of a chair, out of her hospice bed, put her in a wheelchair, leave there, grab my son, take him to a birthday party, have a great time, come home, film a podcast, go on a date night with my wife, walk my dogs, live in my value structure. That's fulfilling, man. It's not the end though. There's another level. The reason these last 10 days have been challenging and difficult and tough is because there's another level, being called to another level. And the universe is asking me if I'm willing to step up to the occasion. And I'm telling you all here now publicly that I am. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Never Stop Building. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts so you'll get notifications as new episodes become available. And remember, never stop building. Until next time, friends.